Welcome to Grinding the Data. My name is Kevin Scott. I'm so glad to be here with you on this part two podcast of week four, heading into week five. Uh, I just want to explain what this show is and um, give you a little bit of context if you're new uh, to us here, uh, Grinding the Data. So we have a show every week on uh, Tuesday, it comes out, that is all about grinding the data. We're going to look at uh, the data from this past week and look at um, you know who played how many snaps, who got how many opportunities or targets or you know touches, etc., and kind of determine what that means and consider who we might want to pick up, who we might need to move on from, who we might need to target in trades. And uh, by looking at the data, it really helps us not just guess and not just go off feel or what we might have seen on TV, but really looking at the underlying information, what is actually happening with the happening with these teams, and uh, making our decisions based off of that. This show, uh, at the end of each week, heading into the next week, is all about not really the data, even though it's still part of this Grinding the Data podcast. It's all about considering guys that I would I would pick up because of the overall feel I have of what's going to happen in the week. It is still based on the data. It's based on what I believe is going to happen um, based on what I've seen in the past with a certain team, based on you know what the, the underlying data we did see in earlier weeks. Some of these players I'm going to mention today are coming off of injury. So historically what they've done and all of those all those factors, it's more of a feel podcast, more of a podcast of me just telling you as a long-term high-stakes fantasy player, this is what I would do in the situation. These are players I am considering picking up or already have picked up in anticipation of the week. Uh, in case they go off. So I just wanted to uh, share that it's, it's not as much of a data heavy podcast, although all of it is based on information, uh, including data that I um, that I base my decisions on uh, all the time, all my decisions in fantasy. Uh, I wanted to say something else real quick before we dive into these players I would consider picking up before uh, week five. Uh, something I just said on Twitter um, this morning is if you have guys on your team that are legit studs and they are you know long-term proven studs and my example I mentioned is Robert Woods Uh, this guy has been producing at a super high level for many years and is in an offense he knows has a better quarterback than he's had in a long time maybe ever in his career Um, if you have a player like that on your team that should be putting up great numbers but is struggling a bit just start him Always start your studs, and that that is a bit overblown because sometimes you have thin leagues, and all your guys are essentially studs. Or you know you have a player that is coming off an injury or dealing with a current injury. Obviously, you have to be careful in those situations. But if a guy, a player is healthy, and he's in a good offense, he's in a good situation, but he's been struggling, keep starting him. Uh, this, you saw that last season with AJ Brown; he was really struggling for a few weeks, and I'm sure there were some managers who benched him and then he he went off uh, for a few weeks in a row. If you miss one of those going off weeks, it can really affect your season. So just generally, don't don't try to guess who's going to have a good week. Stick with your studs. If you have guys, uh, players who aren't studs, then, you know, maybe uh, it's not that kind of an always start situation. I'm talking about that top, uh, generally players who were drafted in the first three rounds, just always start them, you know, barring injury or something like that. Uh, just quick, quick reminders, and then we'll jump in. Uh, we, we still are in desperate need of people to rate and review the podcast. If you're listening to this and you're enjoying it, please take a minute, even pause the podcast. Go give us a rating and review. That would help us a ton, especially over on Apple Podcasts. Please share about the podcast 
uh, please consider supporting the podcast over at Anchor. Those things would be super helpful along with just uh, subscribing. So thank you for that. Let's jump in. These are some these are some players. I'm going to go through maybe about 20, uh, 15 players or so that I would consider picking up before the week starts. So today is Friday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday morning. I would consider picking them up if you have roster space. Now, some of these players are deep leaguers, so you don't want to consider them unless you're in a very deep league, like 20-plus man rosters. Uh, if you're in a shallow league, some of these players are completely irrelevant, but some players to keep in mind uh, for the future. And some of these players are, are obviously pickups I would make immediately, and I'll mention that. Some of them are more like um, in the right situation. But in, in various leagues and setups, I'm considering picking up every one of these players. At running back, let's start. This is the third consecutive week I'm mentioning his name. So I will not mention him again from here on out. But if you have not picked him up yet, if he is sitting on your wire, please consider picking him up unless you're in the shallowest of leagues. And that is Michael Carter. He has gone. His snaps have gone up every week over the last few weeks. He is continuing to, to gain a bigger and bigger share of the workload in New York. And I understand the Jets stink. That's probably not going to change. They're probably going to go like 3-14 and 14 this season. But there is still fantasy goodness to be had. Michael Carter got 16 opportunities in Week 4, and he did score a touchdown. Uh, he also only played 51% of the snaps. So we see him jump up to 75% or so. He could be in the 20 to 25 touch range, and that is extremely valuable, especially for a player uh, who's really good. So I would I would strongly suggest picking him up. We are in a landscape where running backs are extremely hard to find, and that's generally every year, but this year seems to be worse than normal. So grab him. Another player is Miles Gaskin. He was probably dropped in a lot of leagues. He's been extremely disappointing. I am uh, totally with you. I only drafted him a couple leagues where you know I went heavy receiver at the beginning and just needed somebody in those middle rounds. Uh, but he's he's been hurting even as a middle round pick. Last week I think he got like three touches. I I, I do not understand what's going on because he's to me their best player clearly uh, ahead of ahead of these these players like Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed that are just guys. But you know maybe they see Gaskin as just a guy. Here's the thing: Gaskin has been very involved over the past couple of years in the passing game. Even if he only gets five to ten carries on average, I'm fine with that. If he's getting six to seven targets, and that's what he was getting for a lot of last season, so I think you should pick him up if he's on your wire. Stash him again. Running backs are hard to find, and if they kind of flip on a dime again and start giving him 15 touches a game, he's going to be extremely valuable down the stretch. Another player, Giovanni Bernard. He's a player that. It was definitely dropped in some leagues. I saw in several, even of my deeper leagues, he was dropped. Uh, I, I believe this player is going to end the season right there as far as the fantasy point leaders on his team among uh, you know the three running backs. I think he was going to push Fournette for the lead in fantasy points by the end of the season. Now, that is based on uh, the guess that they're going to be in, in some tight games and they're going to have a lot of uh, passing down work, which is what Bernard specializes in. But it's also based on the fact that Fournette and Jones will continue to split carries and sort of cancel each other out as far as fantasy value. Now they they still have value, but I think they're going to kind of drain each other as far as the point potential they would have if they were alone in those early downs. And I think Bernard's going to take more and more of the third down work and, and the, the uh, two minute offense work um, pretty much, all passing downs, he's going to be in there, and he's going to get a lot of, of targets because he's excellent in the pass game. So, if you, especially if you're in a PPR league, I'd pick him up this week if he's on your wire. Uh, 
one other guy I wanted to mention, uh, actually, let's go three other guys who are deep leaguer options. Okay. So these are, these are only options if you're in deep or very deep leagues. Um, deep league option would be Khalil Herbert. Uh, the Bears, he is now their second string running back behind Damian Williams, who does get banged up a lot with David Montgomery down. Uh, Montgomery is going to be gone five weeks or so is my guess. That is the core, uh, the most essential time of the fantasy season right here is week five through 10, right? You have to win a bunch of these games and you're pushed toward the playoffs. Clear Herbert is both one injury away from being the starter on a pretty good running team with now Justin Fields at quarterback, which helps the running backs. And he's probably going to push for touches anyway. He's going to, I would guess he's going to get five to 10 touches, even if Damian Williams is fully healthy. He's a guy coming out of Virginia Tech that I really liked. His tape is really good. Uh, Matt Waldman um, is a guy I really, I really listen to when it comes to running backs. He, he really raved about the guy. I think he had him in his top six or seven running backs this season uh, among rookies. So I would, I would consider picking him up if you're, if you're in a deep league. Uh, because again, when you're there, you, you have to pick up all the players who are one injury away from being starting backs anyway. Two other guys who are probably very deep league guys that I would consider are Divine Ozigbo. He's now the backup running back um, in New Orleans. I think he was signed this week uh, after Tony Jones went on IR. He's only behind uh, Alvin Kamara. So if Kamara gets hurt, same kind of situation, he could be in for a big workload. He's not a special talent, but I think, you know, he'd get a lot of touches. And then Jarrett Patterson, same thing. Al- um, uh, man, I'm blanking on his name for some reason. Antonio, thank you. Antonio Gibson um, It has been banged up all year. He's dealing with some sort of a leg or shin injury. And Jarrett Patterson's next on the list. I mean, obviously you got McKissick there. He would be uh, involved either way. But as far as early downs, I think Patterson would get a ton of touches. So those are just deeply, very deep league options uh, that are now second string or have been second string. And just I would consider putting on my the end of my bench if I have a very deep league because they could become the starter and that pays off big time. Let's move to receivers. Uh, I've mentioned him before, Elijah Moore. He's now coming off of a, a zero because he had a concussion last week. Um, he, he was starting to build up in this offense. Zach Wilson is now starting to build up and look better in this offense. And Elijah Moore, I believe, is right there with Corey Davis as far as most talented receivers on this team. He is ahead of Jameson Crowder for me as far as talent. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to get more targets. Crowder seems to already have a good connection with Zach Wilson, and he just he's very good at gaining targets. He's good at separation, but Crowder is a, is a <laughs> very injury-prone player, in my opinion, if that exists. And um, I think he's going to be in and out for, throughout the rest of the season. And either, even if he's not, Elijah Moore should start every or should play almost every down on the outside opposite Davis. And he's a very good player. He, he was almost leading the league or among the league leaders in separation um, earlier this season. Wilson just wasn't throwing it to him when he was open. So pick him up if somebody dropped him. I think that you will not regret it. Amon Ross St. Brown looked uh, St. Brown looks much better lately. Uh, he got eight targets this past week and. Um, was very involved. Looks looks like a good player and is is getting better. This Lions team needs to throw it all the time to stay in games. If he continues to improve, now he's not on the field for all snaps because he's a slot player. But for the most part, they're gonna they're gonna have three receivers out there because they're gonna be behind. 
So I'd consider picking him up. Uh, another player that's, if you're in a shallower league, that might have been dropped is Robbie Anderson. Um, he was very bad for the first few weeks. And even last week, he only had five receptions, but he was targeted 11 times. And that was after Matt Rule said they will work to get him more involved in the offense. They clearly did. And same kind of thing with Robert Woods this week. When a, when a team wants to commit to getting a guy more involved, um, it can lead to big games. So if Robbie Anderson's on your wire, I would definitely pick him up immediately. Uh, that's, a, that's an urgent grab him now uh, because he could definitely explode here in these next few weeks. Um, two players that I'd consider picking up who've been on IR, and these are often some of the most valuable players. People forget about them, they drop them, and then they come back and are in featured roles right away. That would be Michael Thomas. Now, I don't know if he's going to come back soon, but my guess is that he will after the Saints buy. That would be, I think, week seven he, he might be back. So we're only talking about a couple weeks out. If he is sitting on your wire, and again, that's probably only shallower leagues, but if he's sitting there, I would grab him, pick him up right away. Uh, because he could uh, come back and have a very large role, even though the Saints offense has been really ugly. And a similar situation with Michael Gallup, just been on the IR after injuring himself in week one. Um, so, you know, he's a player I would pick up just in anticipation of, coming, of him coming back. He's still going to be behind, you know, uh, Cooper and Lamb. He's going to be their third option. But I think he could take a lot of the targets that have been going to Dalton Schultz and could be a viable, you know, weekly streamer kind of thing. So I'd consider picking him up. And then the last player at receiver I want to mention, this is another deep league option, would be Tyron Johnson. He was a player that was, uh, I believe he was claimed. Uh, he was waived by the Chargers, and I think the Jaguars claimed him uh, after the preseason. I could be wrong. Maybe he was just signed. But either way, he's on the Jaguars. And, you know, with... Um, with DJ Chark going down with an injury, I believe he's lost for the season. That means Tyron Johnson has a has a very you know clear path to being their number three receiver and potentially their full time outside receiver. If they want to keep Chenault in the slot, that would lead you know Johnson and Marvin Jones across from each other. And he showed some flashes in in uh, LA slash San Diego. I think Tyron Johnson has some skill. And, you know, again, there's another team that's going to be throwing it like crazy in Jacksonville. So a guy in deep leagues, I would consider. Uh, at least consider putting a, if you can pick them up clear, go ahead and do it if you have a roster spot or a very small bid otherwise. And then just three players at tight end. This the tight end is extremely tough to find players to pick up, but um, these guys, these players I've mentioned before. So Anthony Ferkser, uh, I, I think I mentioned him last week. He did come off the IR indeed, and he did play uh, quite a bit. I, actually, I think he only played 50% of snaps, but he did get five targets. Now, granted, this was a game where the Titans threw it like 100 times, something ridiculous. Not 100, but a ton of, ton of passes trying to come back. But Ferkser, you know, if he's playing more like 80% of the snaps, I think he could get five to six targets every game. He's proven to be a good player, and he's not going to get any defensive attention once A.J. Brown and Julio are out there. So if you were hurting at tight end, Ferkser's a guy I would pick up. And Dan Arnold is another one I've mentioned. I would pick him up right away. Same thing. He's in the Jaguars offense. They need to throw the ball and he's a very athletic option. So it could be that Dan Arnold more takes over the role that DJ Chark was playing or, or takes over those targets instead of Tyron Johnson. Uh, Dan Arnold basically is a receiver and, but he's playing a tight end role and uh, Lawrence loves to throw to his tight end. So I would, I would just, you know, stash him. Uh, if you have a roster spot, stick him on there because it, once he goes for, you know, eight catches and 95 yards and a touchdown he, he's going to cost a ton of fab to get on your team especially with how ugly tight end is so pick him up soon and then one other guy i wanted to mention he's probably only available in shallow leagues uh, but he was certainly dropped by a few teams and that's evan ingram 
He has looked bad as far as his stats this season, and I totally understand why some people dropped him. But he's he's trending up. He played 68% of snaps and got six targets. Any tight end who's playing in that 70% range and getting you know more than five targets per game is worth having on your roster. Again, he I don't think he's scored this season. He's been very quiet. But as the Giants improve, those games are coming. So I would consider picking him up. So that's going to do it for this podcast. Those are the players that I would uh, I would consider adding to your teams in, in the hopes that this week or in the next few weeks they go off for a big game. Uh, thank you for listening. Have a great day.